Next on BYU Sports Nation, travel east to beat the West. Virginia. What kind of game do you expect from BYU quarterback Taysom Hill on Saturday? We go two-on-one with freshman cornerback Troy Warner and assistant head coach Ed Lamb. What would a win over the Mountaineers mean for Brigham? Plus, game day for two top 15 teams on campus, including 13th-ranked BYU women's volleyball and senior Whitney Young-Howard, who joins us live. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Thursday, September 22nd, wherever and however you are dialed in. It's great to have you with us. Yes, as was so keenly pointed out by my co-host, it is the fall. And last night was the night you play... Uh, do you remember 21st night, September? I love Earth and Wind and Fire. Tanner Mangum retweeted uh, the music video of that. <laughs> if you haven't watched that, it's out of control. <laughs> Hashtag the 70s. That is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. He is the six-foot tyrant of Studio B. I've been called that before, but Eric Mika was called the six-foot ten tyrant in the paint by CBS Sports, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> He's back from a mission. The six foot ten tyrant in the paint. Well, little did they Eric know, Mika. he wants to be called Caesar, at least before his mission to Rome. That's so, even more epic. Speaking of tyrant, six, six foot ten tyrant in the paint named Caesar, named, nicknamed self, nicknamed Caesar. Can you give yourself a nickname? Kind of weird, right? Like a nickname needs to be. Generally, names are things people call you. You don't say, "Call me this." People give you like Kobe Bryant wasn't like, "Call me Black Mamba." Michael Jordan, call me Air Jordan. It's like, no, no, no. We see what you do, and then we give you a nickname. But Shaquille O'Neal was, call me the big Aristotle. Yeah, that one didn't stick. <laughs> no, Shaq Diesel. Shaq Fu, Shaq yeah. Diesel. Yeah. Shaq. <laughs> the big Shaq. Aristotle. Yeah. Uh, no, generally the rule is you can't give yourself a nickname. You have to have it bestowed upon bestowed you. Bestowed is a tremendous word. Which is why McKenna Miller, freshman volleyball player who plays tonight, was a little bit upset that her parents fronted the nickname thing. She's like, no, my family can't give it to me. Yeah, I guess te- I think technically it's they can. what people call you. Like, even when you're born, you don't have a choice on your name. Your parents just give you a name, and then you're like, I'm stuck with this name? She's MC Hammer. Yeah, exactly. She's yeah. MC Hammer. And nicknames work that way, too. What's your yeah. nickname? I know what it is on this show. It's Jerome. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, did you I have a nickname know. growing up? No. New kid. I went to, like, six elementary schools. So new kid? I, so I was new kid. <laughs> I was new kid. I remember I, I moved. I had never lived in Utah, and then when I was ten, we moved here for three months, and I was new kid because I yeah. Anyway, hey, new kid. Yeah. Did you have one? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I want to reveal it. I wouldn't to the millions, the fifty-five million <laughs> watching. I don't know if I want. There are that many watching. Good. Oh, maybe I'll, I'll save that for okay, later. Okay. We'll hey. give. We'll do the big reveal later. It was a nickname that was bestowed upon me in seventh bestowed. grade. By, by members of the Sunset Junior High basketball team. Uh oh, <laughs> locker room fodder. Hey, a programming note: one week from today, we will have uh, BYU basketball media day right here on BYU TV on, and BYU Sports Nation. So we will have a two-hour edition of the show one week from today, featuring uh, Dave Rose and the players on the show. It's going Is to it be awesome. really that time? Are we there? Well, no. 
November 11th or 14th is the season opener. No, so it's, it's the they, fall, they, but they basketball hold, media day. They hold the media day before they practice officially. That's the point. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Day four of preparation for BYU football. Moving toward West Virginia, Landover, Maryland, specifically in FedEx Field, home of the Washington Redskins. BYU leaves from the Provo Airport at 1.30 Eastern, arriving in Baltimore at 7 Eastern tonight. We'll discuss comments from the offensive coordinator and Heisman Trophy winner Ty Detmer and Taysom Hill at practice yesterday coming up in What's Trending. Jimmer Fredette played his first game in China this morning for the Shanghai Sharks. I bet he said, Bacho Gewo, several times, which is Chinese for pass the dang ball. The Sharks won 84-43. So no real opposition there. Jimmer scored 31 points, including five three-pointers. I don't think he needs to say Bacho Gewa yeah. when he's scoring 31. They just well, want to pass him the yeah. ball. Yeah, well, now they do. Now that they've seen it. The fourth-ranked BYU women's soccer team hosting Denver tonight at 9 Eastern. I repeat, fourth-ranked. Mm. On BYU Radio and the W.TV, the Cougars have won six straight matches. And the 13th-ranked women's volleyball team also plays a home match. They open up West Coast Conference play tonight against uh, Santa Clara at 9 Eastern. Live on BYU TV, Whitney Young-Howard joins us in 40 minutes. So you can, uh, I believe, listen to the women's soccer game on BYU Radio, or you can watch the women's volleyball match on BYU TV. You can do both in or our day and age. Both. That's right. You have both options. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. This is no time to panic. Maybe you've noticed at BYU, the quarterback decision is one of the most closely watched and scrutinized decisions in the realm of BYU athletics. It's a constantly burning fire. And the Flames, oh boy, have they been fanned, including from Saturday against UCLA in a major way. But head coach Kalani Satake is not ready to evacuate Y Mountain with his original plan just yet. There's a lot of different variables that go into it. Protection routes and the timing so looking at it again it's kind of what we thought that, that that it would have been a premature decision to make that decision then and I'm glad we didn't no they did not rush a decision right there and if there is someone that will scrutinize the film after the first three games it's offensive coordinator Ty Detmer who after watching the film from the UCLA game said this about the idea to stick 100% with Taysom Hill when you have a guy like Tanner sitting behind you, everyone always wants the new next best thing, and the grass is always greener on the other side when things aren't going exactly right. And so um, after watching the film and, and a couple times, you, you understand that he's, he's at times doing all he can do. Yeah, there's always going to be every game a couple throws you want back or a couple decisions you want back, but um, overall it's a team effort. The quarterback is the guy by default has the ball in his hands every offensive play, so naturally he's going to take the majority of the blame when the offense is not playing well. That's not a surprise, but as Ty Detmer just pointed out, and as we've been saying again and again over the past three or four days, there are breakdowns that are tough to see in the heat of the moment. You have to go back and review the game, and there you will see it's a team setback, not just on Taysom Hill, which is why I think... It's 100% the right decision to keep things status quo. I don't know how Jerem feels about that, but you went back and watched the game. What do you think after seeing the game again? It wasn't as bad as I thought originally. 
There was a lot of frustration in the moment. And like most things, you get in an argument with somebody, you get heated afterwards, you're like, eh, that's probably not as big a deal as I thought. That happens most of the time. That was the way with uh, I, I saw it with the UCLA uh, game. The BYU line uh, protected well at times. The receivers couldn't really get it. Yes, what they're saying is true, that upon further review of the film, that it's not all on Taysom Hill. So Taysom Hill should be the starter still for the first half. If there was some situation where there was like the Utah-Vegas Bowl, yeah, you'd want to bring in somebody off the bench named Tanner Mangum and mix it up. But Taysom Hill's the guy, and I think that Ty Detmer will change things just a little bit. I don't think BYU's far from putting up uh, bigger numbers against West Virginia. People have been tr- playing the card loyalty. This is just loyalty. No, the coaches are saying we have reviewed the film and we feel like this moving forward gives us the best chance to win. Okay, Taysom Hill is the starter at West Virginia. What happens now? That brings us to today's Twitter question. What do you expect to see from Taysom Hill Saturday against West Virginia? First tweet in from at D underscore Black 19. This is Devon Blackman. How about that? Uh, Wide receiver the past two years. A win, a leader. Mm. Do we need the inception noise with that? I think we need dramatic music. Mm. Do we oh, have that? Do we have some dramatic music? A win, a leader. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what that deserved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I like that. I I think that, I think that winning this game would matter, uh, matters a lot. Almost more than how uh, the sh- uh, the stats shake out. Uh, I I think that uh, here's my answer to this question. Use the hashtag BYUSN and win. I expect more efficiency. 60% plus uh, completion percentage. I expect at least 200 yards passing from Taysom Hill. Okay. I think like 75 yards rushing or more. But more importantly, third down converter. Mm, that's a big one. Winner of the game. And I expect uh, at least one passing touchdown from him. I don't think that BYU needs to put up crazy numbers necessarily um, to, to show you that, hey, this offense can do things. Because West Virginia stinks. They stink on defense. Wait, Jerem, they have the number – don't they have a good defensive ranking in terms of points given up? 33rd, but they played Missouri. Their offense stinks. Yes. Remember last year in mm-hmm. Missouri? Their offense stunk. BYU shouldn't have lost it. Okay. And Youngstown State. Shout out to Trent Hosick. Trent Hosick plays for Youngstown State. Yeah. <laughs> uh, d- defensive uh, stats here. Scoring defense, 33rd, so that's good. But they played two de- offenses that stink, like yes. we said. Yes, yes. Uh, rushing defense, 94th. Pass defense, 92nd. Total defense, 100th. BYU's going to put up points. I've been saying that the last two weeks, and I've been wrong. But I think this week it changed. And if you don't feel good about that, let's boost your confidence with our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In 24 career starts over four, five different seasons, Taysom Hill has never lost three games in a row. How about that? He hasn't played a schedule like this before, to be fair. But he's never lost three games in a row. I think that says something. Jerem just gave you what he expects from Taysom Hill. Here is what I expect from number seven. An aggressive, motivated, energized player. I think we will see a new energy level from Taysom Hill in this game because the fire has been lit. The fire, light the fire within. Yes. O2 Olympics. The fire has been lit underneath Taysom Hill because of how things have shaken out. And as much as he and BYU want to avoid what fans and the media are saying about all this stuff, some of it seeps in. And you know what? Knowing Taysom Hill, this will only motivate him not to be angry, but to play with that 
with that edge in the game. He should be playing this way after two losses anyway. This only helps in that regard. He doesn't need the fans to bicker about it. This only helps in that regard. I'm just saying, this is human nature. He's the type of personality that when he is told, you can't do something, he's going to show you that he can. It's how he thrives. So I expect the offense, while it may be simplified and catered to allow Taysom to do what comes naturally, to be very effective. He'll make plays with his feet, and that includes moving the pocket and throwing on the run. So I'm going to go a little bit higher than what you put out in terms of numbers. I think 65% passing or better. They'll do a good job of getting Taysom Hill into a rhythm. A complete balanced effort, 300-plus total yards of offense for Taysom Hill, however you want to shake that out, whether it's 250 passing and 50 rushing or 225 passing and 75 rushing. I think we will see a solid offensive performance from the BYU fifth-year senior, 300-plus total yards of offense, and that energy. The energy that we've seen at moments on the field it's going to be back. You've motivated him. <laughs> you he, see what you've done? If he needs the fans booing at home to motivate him after two losses, I question the motivation, right? I think that he would be motivated anyway because they've lost two games in a row, and they're on the road. They're playing a, a quality offense. The BYU defense, uh, I think, will be tested this week because this West Virginia offense, they can sling it. And I hope the – the uh, cornerbacks for BYU are stoked because of the comments from Karan White saying they can't hang with them. They can't keep up with them. So this is okay, interesting. Well, that's, that's the same thing, though. Like that's, They're using motivation, right? Yeah, that's what, motivation. Yeah, but I'm saying after two losses, if Taysom wasn't like bursting at the I'm seams not saying to be he awesome, isn't, I'm not saying on, he man. isn't motivated, but what I'm saying is it adds an element. If I were to sit yeah, you're a competitive person. If I were to sit here and tell you that in – church ball or in pickup ball that's where I live that I would shut <laughs> you down every time and you're not a good basketball player guess what you're probably you have, right you would have an added edge you're probably right I stink <laughs> oh my I'm gosh. not Taysom Hill as an athlete like the dude's a, a freak no, of nature it doesn't matter and who we you need are to if you're a competitive person spread his wings and fly He's a peacock. Let him fly. If you're a competitive person and somebody says I am, I am you can't do it or they're finding fault with you, you generally will respond with an added edge. But I was already on edge. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that does add to it for sure. But I was already on edge because I'd lost two games in a row where if had we, the team, been a little bit better, we would be 3-0 and, and ranked. The fire is lit. What do you expect to see from Taysom Hill Saturday against West Virginia. Coming up, BYU assistant head coach Ed Lamb on what a win against West Virginia would mean for the Cougars, plus BYU freshman cornerback Troy Warner. He knows teams are going to throw his direction. He's the young guy. Why he welcomes the challenge. BYU's Sports Nation presented by the BYU <laughs> Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio. Moving <laughs> <laughs> pictures on BYU TV. We're laughing because we just saw a really funny video produced by one Boney Fuller. Yeah, Boney. <laughs> the parody account for BYU Athletics going after West Virginia a little bit. He said, okay, I changed my mind. West Virginia actually looks pretty great. <clears throat> yeah. You need, to, you need to watch this YouTube video. I haven't laughed that hard in a while. <laughs> ah, it's basically just a bunch of kids jumping on pigs <laughs> so far. And you can get yourself ready for that kind of event. At 2.30 Eastern Time, Saturday, West Virginia versus BYU. Spencer Linton himself will ride a pig into Studio C 
to get ready for that show. He's way off course. Oh, look out. He's way off course. <laughs> That's coming up. Uh, our live uh, pregame coming up Saturday, a one-hour dish. Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler, by the way, will be at FedEx Field. Uh, Spencer, David Nixon, Brian Logan in the studio. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on the Twitter machine. Use the hashtag BYUSN and answer our Twitter question. What do you expect from Taysom Hill Saturday against West Virginia? West Virginia. How did we not get Chase Fisher on the show this week? I, I Yeah, last night I was like, man, Straight the, out of Ripley. The guy from West Virginia with that thick accent would have been awesome. He's more of a Marshall fan from what I understand than West Virginia. But still. So it would have been perfect. He's He's... He could tell us about the Mountaineerland. He could tell us how valid that had. bony Fuller video is that was just put out. Should, yeah. I think it was at Chase's house. We should have had Randy Moss on the show. <laughs> he loves I'm all the way up. <laughs> yeah, I know you've seen that commercial on ESPN. Yeah. Hey, Troy Warner is stepping up to the challenge as a freshman cornerback. And everybody knows that you're going to attack youth when it comes to welcome to college football, what was his welcome to college football moment and why he's not afraid of teams wanting to expose him? We're two on one with the freshman cornerback. Troy, now three games into your Division One career, you had to sit out one, but you played two. You get West Virginia on Saturday. What has been the biggest transition and difference for you going from high school now to Division One college football? Um, I think I'd have to be the speed of the game um, and the uh, the talent level at the quarterback position. They're um, they're a lot more uh, intelligent um, and smarter with their throws and know how to put it in the right places. Um, in high school, you could kind of bait, bait guys more more often and get interceptions that way. But you got to be smart at this level. So, did you have a uh, welcome to D1 football moment yet? Um, um, I'm not not really. Um, I think my I think my first uh, the first time the ball was thrown to me. I mean that's always a little welcome to college football. Mm-hmm. They're coming at you. I'm a, I'm a freshman, so I'm I'm expecting it, um, you know. But I'm I'm doing what I can. So you seem like a guy that wouldn't shy away from that. Just your persona, your personality. That yeah, I am a freshman, so so bring it on. Do you like the challenge that automatically is built into you being the young guy on a very good defense? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a competitive guy. Um, I'm a confident guy, um, and I feel like you need that at the corner position. Um, you know, my my uh, junior year in high school, uh, we had a UCLA commit at the other side, um, Deshaun Holiday, and I was um, the new guy at corner. So of course they wanted to attack me and stuff. So I'm used to um, being attacked. Um, here, here now I'm, I'm expecting it, like I said, and um, I'm doing what I can to be prepare myself. And the coaches are teaching me the right things, and I'm in the right position, so I'm, ha- I'm having a lot of fun right now. What are some of the buzzwords uh, you guys are using right now among the defense when you talk about what you're hoping to do? Buzzwords. What do you mean by like, like we want to attack, we want to be aggressive, or those kinds of words? What, what's the discussion like on the defense right now? Yeah, we. I mean, we want to be aggressive. We want to be able to uh, stop the run and uh, limit the uh, big passes on when it comes to the throwing game. Um, I feel like we've done a pretty good job doing that so far, um, and we hope to keep it up. So, With as good as the defense has been, uh, I think it's just kind of the mantra of the team to always look at how can we get better. So when you've looked at the film, where do you feel like the defense needs to improve the most? Um, I, I would say assignment-wise, there's times where uh, we're not – 
you know, doing our 111, but if we can stay focused and uh, make sure we're doing our job and uh, focus on our job only, um, I think everything will fall um, into place and we'll be shutting out teams instead of letting them score a touchdown here, a touchdown there. Um, so I think I think we're, we're working on that. Uh, we'll be better at that. The offense isn't far off from helping this be a 3-0 and kind of situation. What's the conversation like among the team with the offense as they try and figure it out? Yeah, um, I think it's all a process. Um, I think I think offense is just figuring themselves out right now. But I think um, they'll I think they'll get it. And I think um, you know here's West Virginia. I think it's a great opportunity to come out and put up points. Um, and we hope to do that. But right now we're just staying um, positive um, and staying confident in what in our what we are capable of doing. So that's that. West Virginia looks like the best offense that this BYU defense will have played against this year what do they do to cause issues and cause problems for opposing defenses yeah they're they're a spread offense so they love throwing the ball they love throwing it deep and they'll take shots if they need to need to they've got a they've got athletes out at, uh, at receiver guys that can run you know four fours and 10 6 100 meters in track and um so we gotta we're just preparing for that and you know we gotta do a good job containing them and then stopping the run um again so um that's what we're preparing for Going to the Eastern Time Zone is always a little bit of a challenge. Not only the distance, but generally, if you're always going to go there, they're going to play a good team. How has Kalani Satake and this coaching staff prepared you guys for that kind of challenge? Yeah, um, you know, Kalani is always doing a good job, uh, you know, pumping us up and letting us know, letting us know that we're capable of any challenge. Um, uh, you know, we he just stresses that we got to stay hydrated. It's a, um, it, it gets humid up there, so um, we're. We just need to do the necessary things to make sure our bodies are right and our minds are right. Um, and I think we're, we will do that. So. And playing in an NFL stadium is pretty cool too, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'd have to say car, uh, the Arizona stadium was nice. So we'll see how the Washington Redskins one is. But I'm sure it'll be just as nice as well. BYU has lost two games by a combined four points. It's hard not to think, oh, one more play here, one more play there, and get a little bit frustrated. How do you flip the script and, and turn the page despite being so close to having a 3-0 record? Um, you know, you, you kind of just have to uh, flip the script. You can't dwell on those type of things because um, that will carry on into the next game, and you don't want to do that. You want to you start uh, with a clean slate and um, uh, make sure that we're focused on the next game, which is West Virginia. We're going to do what we can to win that game and, and so forth. So, Troy, great to have you with us, man. Good luck yeah. against the Mountaineers. Appreciate it. Thank you. Troy Warner, two-on-one from BYU football practice. He's a savvy freshman. He's a dude that does not back down from competition. And I know that everybody says that, but he, like, there's this air about him when he's on the field. He doesn't look like a freshman to me when I watch him play defense. Yeah, he's a good player, man. Yeah. Four-star, originally committed to uh, Oregon. It's awesome to have him here, of course, the younger brother of Troy, the Warner brothers. He's, he's going to be a baller here at BYU. And we have yet to see him on offense. Remember that whole conversation? of him being on offense sometimes. We have yet to see him in a single snap on offense. So Perhaps in a special teams capacity. Yeah, maybe, maybe later at some point or something. But, yeah, I'd love to see the ball in his hands, see what he can do. Our Twitter question today, what do you expect to see from Taysom Hill Saturday against West Virginia at BYU offense? At TwinGuy33 answers, a more Taysom-tailored offense with Hill rushing for 80 yards and passing for 280. 280. Jamal getting 100-plus while we're flirting with 500-plus total yards against West Virginia. Is that feasible? Is that feasible against that defense that you just pointed out was not great statistically? It's a lot to ask, given the uh, lack of explosive nature for BYU thus far. Uh, one of six teams without a 40-plus yard play. I think BYU will be better. I think it's 
kind of a leap to say, yeah, 500 yards and 40 points. Then again, like, I won't be shocked if this game is in the 30s between these teams. Score 24 and have 300 total plus yards of offense if you're Taysom Hill, the quarterback. And I think BYU is in a position to, to go and try and win. The, well, not try, but to a good position to win this game. If someone came back in time or off a mission and hadn't heard anything, a.k.a. a mission, <laughs> yes. and, and, and said, wait, what were your expectations for the BYU offense this week? What happened? What happened to BYU <laughs> offense? In just, football. Just be okay. Just be okay. What? Yeah, I know, but huh? that's that's what we're looking at Wait, right Virginia. now. Power five opponents early in the season, back to back to back to back. Ed what B. It? Henson 23 says to execute what is asked of him and trust his teammates to do the same. Simple as that. Hashtag team game. I really think that the team game would be profoundly impactful if BYU re- uh, rode out on a pig. Like if Kalani Satake went out, then BYU <laughs> rode out on a pig, they're they're here, they're not messing around, and they're ready to go. Yeah, I'm not sure how that would be received by the West Virginia faithful. <laughs> <laughs> Mountaineer comes down and uh, he's he's ready to he's ready to fight. That Mountaineer is always ready to fight. Have you seen that guy? At AJ Andreasen, marginal improvement in the passing game, a few breakout runs, but mostly just playing with aggression and confidence. And that's what I was getting at in the opening segment. I think we will see a new level of aggressive play from Taysom Hill. The passion at a new level. The passion. Not that it hasn't been there, but it's. I think you will notice it. Like you, you just can't have three point, and outs. Poignant get more on points, Saturday. Get more yards. Yeah. Listen, BYU is going to be able to run the ball against West Virginia. This will change everything. I'm telling you. At Ryben three, I expect Taysom Hill to run for a 20-yard touchdown and leap over a defender. Okay. Hashtag bet you I can jump over them mountains. Yes, Uncle Rico. Uncle Taysom. <laughs> Again, these I know. Here's what's tough. What I was thinking about this morning, because Taysom has been so explosive in in certain plays, that expectation level has been set really high. It's like BYU winning the national championship. Like you are always like, why can't no, we do that all the time? Well, well, you haven't seen it in three games. Him really like it, like he tiptoed his way around a great block for that 39 yard run. That was awesome. Yes. When Jimmer hits a bunch of threes, you expect Jimmer to hit some threes again the next game. That's fair. So maybe a 20 yard touchdown with a leap isn't too much to ask. A, a leap? He's done it like. Once, twice? <laughs> Coming up, Whitney Young Howard of 13th BYU Women's Volleyball and assistant head football coach Ed Lamb. Why is he called the cyborg? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Hey, Basketball Media Day is one week from today on BYU Sports Nation. We'll have a two hour edition of the show. Check it out. Dave Rose and players will join us. Uh, one week from today on Basketball Media Day. Same regular time of uh, noon Eastern time, and of course the rebroadcast is 6 Eastern. CBSSports.com wrote an article, 10 teams that won't be ranked in the preseason but could be threats by March. BYU was the first team listed in that, that article. And Eric Mika was called a six foot ten tyrant in the paint. Caesar! Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. <laughs> Day four of preparation for BYU football as they head to West Virginia, or specifically Landover, Maryland, to play West Virginia. BYU leaving the Provo Airport, 130 Mountain, arriving in Baltimore, 7 Eastern tonight. And hopefully Dennis Pitta is the first one to greet them there. Jim Fredette played his first game in China this morning for the Shanghai Sharks. He was heard to say, Bacio well, several times, we think which is Chinese for pass the dang ball. The Sharks won 84-43. Jimmer scored 31 points 
including five triples. The fourth-ranked BYU women's soccer team hosting Denver tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU Radio. You can watch it on the W.TV. The Cougars have won six matches in a row, part of why they're in the top five. And on BYU TV, the 13th-ranked women's volleyball team opens up West Coast Conference play tonight at home against Santa Clara, 9 Eastern time. Santa Clara just dropped out of the top 25, so they, they're right there. So a great matchup. Whitney Young-Howard joins us in the next segment. We just spoke with Troy Warner in two-on-one fashion. You heard that interview from practice yesterday. Now it's time for the second interview from BYU football practice featuring the assistant head coach, special teams master guru, and the coach of the BYU safeties, Ed Lamb. Why is he called the cyborg? Does he have tear ducts? And when does he feel the most emotion in a football game? And most importantly, what would a win over West Virginia mean to this BYU team after everything that has transpired this season? 2-1-1 with Ed Lamb. Coach, great to have you with us. Game number four, uh, just a couple of days away between you and West Virginia. You've had some success early. You've had some adversity. What's the team mentality like between the coaches and the players right now? Building. I would say building. You know, early in the week after a loss, we, we expect the guys to be down. We expect them to be disappointed. We want to lead the way as coaches and, and point out things that we would like to do better um, early in the week. And, and we did that. And then, of course, we got to be critical of the, the previous video and talk about what we can get better at. So. Early in the week is tough, and then and th- throughout the week we build our momentum, we build our intensity, we build our relationships back up because it's it's hard. We all let each other down, and it's hard to it's hard to face your teammate and the guys that, that are you know are counting on you. But uh, during the course of the week, it's it's really cathartic to get out here and work like crazy toward the next goal. A lot of teams in September have kind of a build up towards a conference schedule. You guys have to go out on the road. You have to play this tough schedule. Did you have a conversation before the season or during fall camp about? Okay, it's it's going to be a challenge each week to not have that kind of build up. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of different. We put it a lot of different ways, but a schedule like this is a you know, in one way, it's kind of a bowl game every week. It's it's playing against teams from all over the country and playing against teams with name brand recognition, and that's exactly why you know recruits choose a school. And uh, you know, not that not that somebody five six years ago knew the schedule was going to be this year, but BYU has got a long term commitment to playing the very best competition we can. And so this is something our guys were used to, ready for, and the challenge I think is inspiring. Given the one and two start, what would a win against a team like West Virginia inland over Maryland mean for this program right now and for this staff in Week Four? I think um, you know, without a doubt, the the challenge of West Virginia just by itself is huge. Whether we were sitting at three and zero right now or zero and three, just just that challenge is huge. And and getting a victory over those guys would be a confidence builder. It would be obviously get our our record back on the right track and some of our momentum that we'd like to have going into the midpoint of the season. So um, you know, but but just on itself, one game preseason, postseason. Conference game, if it were for such uh, a game, BYU against West Virginia stands by itself. Although it was a different staff last year, uh, three dramatic close games to start the year, and then the fourth game was in the Eastern time zone, and and that was a tough challenge for BYU. Um, How do you avoid a similar result to that situation last year when BYU went to Michigan, and, and it seemed like there wasn't as much gas in the tank? Um, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't not being here at that time, I, and I really haven't studied that video to see if there were, you know, mechanical breakdowns or effort breakdowns, concentration or, or you know, coaching game plan or anything like that, that that they might have wanted to change. So I could speak to last year specifically. The only thing I do know is that I believe they traveled on a Friday last year, and 
And typical industry standard is crossing multiple time zones to travel and, and at least arrive 36 hours minimum before. And so we've got that taken care of this year. I think that'll be every opportunity that our guys need to be physically ready. And whether they're mentally ready, that, that rests you know, on them and the coaches, and we'll find out. It's typical to be frustrated after you've seen your offense put up 17 points a game, and you know what you're capable of because you see these guys day in and day out. How do you help them overcome the mental barrier as players of doubting themselves after three tough games offensively? Yeah, I think um, really just sticking to the task at hand. You know, And if we're talking about plays, we're talking about plays. If we're talking about execution, we're talking about execution. But I think a lot of times with athletes, when we get when coaches try to delve too deep into the psychology of, of picking a player up, it, it can backfire. You know, Each one of these personalities is different. It's hard to stand in front of a room full of 120 personalities and, and nail it with every guy in terms of motivation. But I think every one of our guys understands that next week's a big week always. Whatever that is, whatever the next opponent is, the opportunity to win is always big. And so just focusing on the tasks at hand. Yesterday you joked with some of the media in response to a question, I don't do emotions. <laughs> when are you the most emotional? Oh man, you know those those Thursdays heroes, those the kids. Uh, I, I, maybe I should explain it, but every every Thursday and or the day before we travel. So this week we did it on Wednesday, but we bring out a, a special needs young guy, usually a young boy. I think we've had one one young girl in, and just to hear like what those kids go through, their struggles in life. Um, you know, I have a special needs son at home. It just you know I, that. I'm in the back wiping my tears away, you know, trying to make sure that the guys don't see me crying. Wait, the cyborg has <laughs> tear ducts? The cyborg? Yeah, that, that's about the only thing. I mean, nothing football related, right? You're not going to find me crying over wins and losses. But, uh, yeah, that those, those kids are special. What do you think of the cyborg as a nickname from Spencer? Well, that's from your wife, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been I've been called that before. That, that nickname's <laughs> been around. <laughs> Don't expect me to respond. But, uh, I've heard that I've been referred yeah. to as that. Yeah. I tried. I successfully. Yeah, Face yeah. punch to Spencer. <laughs> Ed, great to talk to you. Uh, we wish you the best of luck against West Virginia <clears throat> on Saturday. Thanks, guys. I thought he made a great point, Jeremy, when he said, a schedule like this, it's like playing a bowl game every week. And I thought about that. Arizona, Utah. Like a- and because they played Utah in the bowl game last year, yep, that corresponds. That that uh, translates over. UCLA like a quality bowl game. West Virginia. You ain't, you ain't playing Tulsa and San Diego State. Yeah, these are good opponents. Arizona in Arizona. Michigan at State, Utah. Mississippi State, Boise State, all on Josh the way. Thod Rosen. Even Cincinnati is a, a, a bowl game type matchup yes. just because they're yeah, in a BYU new part could've. of the country. BYU played Memphis and uh, Miami, right? They could have played Cincinnati that year, but they had already played Cincinnati, I believe. That's something to keep in mind when you try and manage expectations for BYU football in year number one underneath Ed Lamb, who is the assistant head coach, and Kalani Satake, and all the new things that they want to bring to this, a bowl game every week. These are teams that they're largely unfamiliar with. Well, they played – Utah in the bowl game, and they played UCLA, so they were familiar with them, but not, yeah, Arizona or whatever. Never played West Virginia. Never played yeah, Michigan I'm State. saying yeah. the games they've already played, they were pretty familiar with those teams. But the, but the, the schedule is interesting. Let's just look at Utah. They played Southern Utah to open up, and then they played BYU, and then they played San Jose State. So now they're ready for conference play. They play USC tomorrow at home. BYU had to play three Power 5 teams at the start. This, this is part of being independent. And this is part of the uh, program pride that BYU has in Tom Homo, which is very ambitious, right? Hey, we'll play anyone anywhere. 
uh, anytime kind now, of Now, BYU could go out and schedule Southern Utah and San Jose State in the first three games, but they, they have have opted not to do that. Yeah, and that's the challenge, and you're, you're asking for that challenge by doing that, and uh, there's great risk-reward there, right? Mm-hmm. The risk is that you could go 0-3 or 1-2, but you could also go 2-1 and or 3-0, and and BYU's that many points just real close away from being – both ends of that, which is interesting. What do you expect to see from Taysom Hill Saturday against West Virginia? That is our Twitter question and conversation today. Use the hashtag BYUSN at Connor Crandall, too, joining the convo and says a more confident and comfortable quarterback. I also think we will see more shotgun and spread. Yeah, I, I, I think Taysom Hill will be in position to make plays. Jamal Williams as well. Uh, in the end, will that offensive line block effectively for BYU to be able to do a lot of this? That's That starts right there. Really, it all goes to the running game. You saw what happened against Arizona. BYU could open up the play action because Jamal Williams had a good game running the ball behind the BYU offensive line. It just It's the key. It's so simple, but it's why the coaches preach it game in and game out. If you can establish a push in the trenches – you will be successful. At YFangirlJB, I expect him to bring the pain to West Virginia with the run game more. Pain! West Virginia won't have the defense UCLA did, or Utah for it's that matter. It's true. Yes, this is more like Arizona than, than Utah and UCLA, and that's good news for BYU because I think if BYU played Arizona again right now, you'd, you'd hope that offensively it would be different. BYU's gotten worse the last three games. Is that because the defensive the opponents effort have has been, been tougher? The opponents have been really good in, in uh, weeks two and that three. That certainly factors yeah. into it. At Matt Moon double zero, a handful of rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, and finally some big passing plays. Bureau's not had a pass play of 40-plus. It was 20-plus last week, and then the Jamal Williams play happened on third down on the first drive. Yeah, and that was a pass that was like two yards down the field that went for 36 which was, or 39, which was awesome. It went for 39, which was great. I, we're talking throw the ball down the field like 20 or 30 yards, catch it, and run. At you, CA, BYU will get it. B, at CABYU fan, Taysom will be great, and the offense will rise to his level. Th- they will benefit from playing a defense that is not as stout up front. BYU as a team is to blame for the offensive things. Therefore, as a team, they need to move forward. I'm not going to give full blame to Taysom, nor am I going to give full credit. I think that it needs to be the team together. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Jimmer World Tour is off to a good start. <laughs> And it's game day for two top 15 BYU teams, number 13 women's volleyball opening West Coast Conference play against another conference power senior, Whitney Young Howard in Studio B. Did that loft to Utah help this team somehow? She hit that one girl in the face. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, or you can catch the rebroadcast on BYU Radio Sirius XM 143 at 7 Eastern. And tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time, watch the 13th-ranked women's volleyball team open up West Coast Conference play. Huge match tonight against Santa Clara, who was in the top 25. They just dropped out, uh, but that's a big match for the Cougars tonight at 9 Eastern time. Until last week, there were three West Coast Conference teams in Mm. the top 
20, I believe, before wow. Santa Clara dropped good, out. San Diego was conference. number 10. BYU was number 9 last week. That loss to Utah drops them a few spots. BYU responding with back-to-back wins against CSUN and UNLV on Friday and Saturday. Our Twitter question today dealing with football. What do you expect to see from Taysom Hill, the BYU quarterback, Saturday against West Virginia? Use the hashtag BYUSN, but... We'll talk more about that in a minute. Let's get to the volleyball game day and senior Whitney Young-Howard. Nice yeah. to have you back in Studio B, Whitney. Thanks. It's nice to be here. Jeremy, I'm going to let you ask the first question because you brought it up Oh, this yeah, morning. yeah. Do you enjoy um, hitting the ball into someone's face or do you feel bad? Because <laughs> you did that against Utah. That's right. It was awesome. If you do it to one of your own teammates, you're like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. But like that, you're like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Utah, so... It means a little something more. I know yeah. that that loss obviously hurts, and you expelled a ton of energy and emotion. Down two sets to none. You come back. You're yeah. in position to win in the fifth set up 13-11, only to have it you know, pulled away at the last moment. What does that win do for a team like BYU that will help you moving ahead? Well, it's just like to be able to come back like that and to be able to be down two sets and have the fire and the energy and to be able to figure out what we need to do to come back and be able to take it to five. It just like, we learned a lot as a team, like how to work together as a team and be good and problem solve. So it's just, it's really exciting to be able to enter into conference play with this, all this knowledge that we've gained, so. Four weeks into the season, you're 11 and one, you have a great win at Ohio State. Yeah. Which is where the Final Four National Championship is this year, by the way, men and women. Um, and, then, and then your one loss to Utah, as you mentioned. So what do you think you have learned in non-conference play as you begin conference tonight? Um, definitely just, like, the importance of working as a team. And so that's what, like, everyone's facing adversity, like, especially, like, Santa Clara. Like, they're facing adversity. Like, their setter's out. Who knows where, whether she'll be. We're facing adversity, like, people, sickness, you know, all that flu. People all around campus coughing and sneezing on you and whatever. And then just, Stop like, coughing and sneezing on the volleyball team. Your mouth. <laughs> and then Wash just, your like, hands. Injuries and things. So even, like... This week, injuries that we've faced as a team that we have to try and regroup and work together to put out our best match against Santa Clara tonight. Are you hinting at injuries on your team? Is that what you're hinting at? You don't have to tell oh, us. Oh, I'm like, don't I'm not trying to hint, but oh, okay. yes. Okay. No, yeah. <laughs> okay, tune in tonight to see what's <laughs> up, right? BYU was not picked to win the West Coast Conference which quite honestly just seems weird because recently it's always like, yeah, okay, is going to win and, and then who? But you are not the team to beat per se. How has that changed your approach this year beginning West Coast Conference play tonight? That's it. It just like lights a fire. Just like, I don't know. I feel like all around the nation, you always there's always like this negativity or like people don't believe in BYU or don't you know necessarily know what we're about. And so it just lights a fire to show people what's up. Yeah, and it's been four years in a row in the Sweet 16, so the standard is is really high. Have you used that as positive motivation in any way, or is it burdening? Because the program is at a a really high level. Um, It's definitely just positive. Like, it's so exciting just to see what our program is at right now, and then to be at a a program that's that at such a high level of play all the time, you get all these awesome recruits like Mary and McKenna who come in and then all the other freshmen who are absolutely amazing who push us to be better every single day. Mary just turned 18 last week yeah. in the game against CSUN. Yeah, 18 turned 18. 
Yes. There were signs. That is right. Yeah. And uh, McKenna Miller is still 17. Her birthday <laughs> approaching very quickly. She's they're 17? so They're so young. And there was some question about how in the world do we replace Alexa Gray and Sierra Parker and then these two 17-year-olds come to campus <laughs> and it's like, boy. Shoulder I, this burden. Yeah. yeah. I, what, what are we going to get? And they've been fantastic. What do you think about the play of the two very young freshmen on your team? They're doing super good. And honestly, it's so fun to play next to them just because they're like, like Barry's just like a little yippy dog over there. Just like always, <laughs> always on the go, like always moving. And she'll get up so you're just like, dang, like I don't even know how you did that like and it's amazing and she just throws her body all across the floor and you can see it just like look at her elbows look at her hips yeah. look anywhere <laughs> you can tell what she's doing for us and then for McKenna to come in and be doing so well it's exciting do you think naming a knee brace is cool or weird <laughs> because Mary Lake named her knee brace Amber, Amber. <laughs> oh my, are you aware that. of that <laughs> There's how of several funny. of the this has happened. This several is like the, the second or know. third time that yeah, they don't know that teammates have not known about Mary, Amber the knee. Mary's like a family friend of mine, so I've I've given her a hard time about it. But is that cool or is that weird? <laughs> That's just Mary. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good answer. Isn't it's just what she does. It's yeah, not surprising, right? You love it. Just it's keep awesome. digging the ball. You can name whatever you want, right? <laughs> Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Whitney. And by the way, can can we are we at the point where we're comfortable enough to call you Whitney Howard or do you still want to be Whitney Young Howard? Whitney Howard's good. Whitney yeah. Howard's good now? Yeah. Okay, it's been long enough yeah. that I hope people recognize that I'm still the same person. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. The, he- the headband, the blocking. You know, yeah, this yeah. is all the same. Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. That makes that makes it easier on me tonight. Yeah. One one I less hyphenated name. Yes. Have you signed our new flag? I think you were in here last year, but we have a new flag. Got a new flag yeah. with awesome. like 17,000 signatures on it, and we want 17,001. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. Right now? Yes. Winnie, yeah. We've yeah. been looking for someone who has uh, hit someone from Utah in the face with a volleyball. So today you were perfect, the perfect guest for the signature we needed. Thank you for coming in. <laughs> that play was awesome. The second person. BYU that... lost the game, but they won the moment, right? Winnie, thanks for the time. Good luck Thank tonight. You. Good Thank luck. you. Thank you. Up next, Jimmer Fredette's World Tour in China continues off to a great start, and Paul Lasique is once again employed in the NFL. Stop, Bears! Beat to the wide to the U Sports Nation, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Live with it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football, West Virginia. Today's day four prep for the Mountaineers for Cougar Football. BYU leaves from the Provo Airport at 1:30. They'll arrive in Baltimore at 7 Eastern time tonight. Jimmer! Fredette played his first game in China this morning for the Shanghai Sharks, owned by one Yao Ming. He was heard to say, That may be a lie, but maybe it's not. We just tell truth on the show, sort of. It means pass the ball in Chinese, and they should. The dang ball, specifically. Because the dang. Sharks won 84-43 <laughs> behind 31 points and five three-pointers from Jimmer! Men's basketball. CBS Sports wrote an article called 10 teams that won't be ranked in the preseason but could be threats by March. BYU was the first team listed. Basketball Media Day one week from today, September 29th, with a special two-hour BYU Sports Nation featuring key players and coaches. Soccer. Fourth-ranked Cougars host Denver tonight at 9 Eastern on BYU Radio and the W.TV. The Cougars have won six in a row. Volleyball. We just heard from Whitney Young Howard of 13th ranked BYU Women's Volleyball who open up West Coast Conference play tonight at home against Santa Clara. You can watch that match live on BYU TV starting at 9 Eastern time. 
Cougars in the NFL. Pulisake cleared waivers and was signed by the Chicago Bears back to the practice squad. Nicely done. Softball. The blue and white game tonight at Gale Miller Field. That is at 9 Eastern. This is a busy day. Tennis. The women's tennis team opens up the season on the outdoor courts today at the BYU Invitation. Good luck. Swimming and diving. The BYU-Utah relays for the men and women's teams are at 7 Eastern in the Richards Building Pool. Future guest tomorrow, ESPN's Merrill Hodge. Of course, his son is... Waiting. That's right. And West Virginia radio analyst Dwight... Wallace. There we go. <laughs> Where's the Bohawk button? Where's the Bohawk button? Where is it? Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Do the honors, Jerem. Bob Bowlesby. Mm-hmm. Still waiting. And waiting. Will we know by October 17th? Good grief. October 17th. That's when they meet. Will we know by that date? That's only like three and a half weeks, four weeks away? Four weeks away. That feels like it's not enough time. <laughs> the Bumbles way, me! The way things are going. Good grief. Hey, new kid, are you ready to uh, yeah. hear, hear about my nickname? Oh, let's hear it. <laughs> I totally forgot. Shout out to uh, Tyson Donaldson for this. Tyson! From, from the Sunset Junior High basketball team. <laughs> he dubbed me Spen Mac. Spen Mac? What? Yes. Yes, because I had five girlfriends at one point or another in seventh grade. This fits perfectly now with listen, your past. Listen, a girlfriend <laughs> as a seventh grader consists yeah, of oh yeah, we know this awkward drill. phone calls that last On like a ten minutes back in the nineties when there are like maybe fifteen words said between both parties on that phone call oh no maybe you're holding hands hey in the hall you're leaving notes in the locker yeah yeah totally yeah oh yeah man those were the days bro yeah elkridge middle school yeah you can give me a phone number 1-800-SPEND-MAC you're gonna call that right now oh no please don't please don't just in case (laughs) just in case Our Twitter question today. What do you expect to see from Taysom Hill on Saturday against West Virginia? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Laser Sheep, chiming in. I expect him to improve on his aim. A lot of receivers have been led too much. Needs to frame up on the wide receivers. Those are some things, some technicalities that BYU is going to try and shore up and clean up for sure. Our elite tweet of the day from at that guy 91 I foresee a landslide coming down that hill. Emphasis on hill. 100-plus passing yards. Get out of here! <laughs> Thanks to Troy Warner, Ed Lamb, Whitney Young, Howard, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUS. Show on demand, BYUSN.com, the audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app, also on Stitcher. For the new kid, Jerem, I am Spenmac. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Gary Lacombe, BYU Sports Nation, back to work at noon Eastern. That's, We're one day closer to football. That's Tim Lacombe's uncle, by the way. Oh, nice. Let's go.